Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast for recap and bemusings of the deaths, entrapments, and relationships of teenage witches, werewolves, and vampires in Mystic Falls, Virginia, MFVA. My name is Beth and I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host Claire and we're happy to bring you this outrageous episode by the light of the moon. Outrageous is a good word. It is. A lot went down. I remembered all of the events of this episode from previous watchings, viewings, Mm -hmm. but I was surprised that all of them were in one episode. I I was convinced that, like, certain things happened, like, across several episodes, but no. No, it all went down um, in this one episode, and I normally have about four pages of notes, but this time I have five full pages. That's, like, an extra 20% or something. Math. Math. (laughs) I don't know if it's actually 20%, but it could be. Mathematicians, get at us. Yes. Don't at me, please. Mathematician listeners. All right. Um, So we start off with Tyler, which makes sense because the episode's called By the Light of the Moon. um, And he's preparing for the full moon in his first transition into werewolfdom. Yeah, and we've been waiting for this to happen for a while. It's been like three episodes since he turned into a werewolf, hasn't it? That's right, yeah. So the last few episodes have had a very short time span. Although um, many seasons have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to what people were wearing this week because I've just given up on trying to understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh well, I think Caroline was wearing some kind of leather jacket, so yeah. who knows. Uh, so, yeah. Tyler has basically been binge-watching Mason's werewolf transformations. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks that's going to help after watching it the first time and freaking out, but... Yeah, he, like, legit had it on in the background, like a true binge-watcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's getting ready. Uh, he's trying to call Mason because he thinks Mason is still alive and in Florida, which is almost worse than death. Um, and he leaves him this voicemail like, Mason, I'm leaving you another message, dude. I, I don't know what to do. It's the full moon. Just call me back, bro. And some trifling hoe is in Mason's house. She is, mm. and she looks familiar to me. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, we should have looked her up. Oh, oh well, that's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, she l- hears the voicemail and thinks about it. Yeah, she makes a... F- Face of recognition, I guess I would yeah. describe it. A hmm. Yes, face. exactly. <laughs> and that's our title card moment. It is. Because we need more characters on this show. There uh, aren't enough already. You're right. I can barely keep our main character straight. Let us not forget last episode where I started calling Caroline Carolyn. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we open with two characters we hope we know, Bonnie and Elena. Um, and they're pretty much chatting about the recent events, and Elena is, um, as we remember from last time, she pretty much is trying to offer herself over to Klaus because she's trying to protect all of her friends and her family. So Bonnie is there, and she is um, strategizing on how to let Stefan out of the tomb because he needs to be out of the tomb to protect Elena. Mm -hmm. And she tells Elena that she's not going to let her get killed in some weird sacrifice ritual. Yeah. And Elena wants her to have her number one focus be getting Stefan out, even though last time Bonnie tried to despell the tomb, she passed out and almost magically killed Luca. Oh, yeah. 
But Bonnie's like, well, you know, I understand, but Stefan really wants me to focus on despelling the moonstone, so that's going to be priority number one. And Elena obviously only cares about Stefan. Right. So she's like, no, don't do it. And then Jeremy comes strolling in, and in the like most typical example of Jeremy's voice being like the most obnoxious thing that you can possibly imagine, he comes and he's like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, and like, just stroll into your sister's bedroom while she's there with her friend. Like, no big deal. Yeah, well, we know that he has feelings for Bonnie, so he's, like, trying to make himself present as much as possible around her, I feel like. But luckily, we don't see too much of him in this episode. Yeah. But the parts that we do... There's still too were, much. Yeah, it was still <laughs> annoying as fuck. Yeah, and Bonnie's like... We're not arguing. Everything's fine. And she, like, conspicuously shoves the moonstone into her purse mm-hmm. and says she's going to, like, go downstairs and get some tea or something. I don't remember. Yeah. And then fucking Jeremy goes to Lena is like, what's with you wanting to go on this, like, crazy suicide mission? Ugh. And I'm like, A of all, you tried to kill yourself last season. Be involved, <laughs> right? You basically went on a suicide mission last week trying to get the moonstone from Catherine. Shut the fuck up. I know. Let your sister kill herself if she pleases. At you least had enough chances that you failed. At least Elena's suicide mission has like a noble intent and yeah. isn't just like, I need to prove I'm a man and protect Bonnie or I'm sad. Preach. Don't kill yourselves, kids. Being sad is not, you know. A fault, unless you're Jeremy Gilbert. <laughs> if you need help, there are hotlines. I don't know the numbers, but just don't be Jeremy. Yes. Step one. This is your public service announcement. <laughs> a very helpful one. And he like wanders away, and Elena, of course, immediately goes into Bonnie's purse and pulls out the moonstone. Is like, all right, guys, I'm gonna go visit Stefan at the tomb. But they're not buying it. No. So pretty much what has happened here is that when Bonnie went downstairs to get her tea or coffee or whatever, um, and Jeremy left the room, Elena was left alone with Bonnie's purse. Mm-hmm. But it was a setup from Bonnie and Jeremy. Yep. So pretty much Bonnie was like, we tested you and you failed. Yeah. <sighs> Which is a harsh thing to get from your best friend. Yeah. If my best friend was in cahoots with my shitty little brother, I'd be mad. Yeah, me too. And on top of that, Bonnie has cast a spell on the Gilbert house so that Elena cannot leave. She tries to go out the door and you see her hand like up against glass. (laughs) Yes, it looked like she was touching a glass door. (laughs) Yeah, a very clean one, but it was definitely actually glass. But anyway, she's trapped in the house now because Bonnie can't trust her not to go kill herself. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie's going to keep on trying to figure out how to deactivate the Moonstone, which is kind of a bummer because, like, the whole reason they're trying to do that is because Elena fed lies to Slata, R.I.P. So this is really just a fool's errand all around, and it, like, gets even more foolish as the episode goes on. But they're trying. It certainly does. And before we end this scene, Jeremy does something super oh, creepy. God. So, like, Elena's, like, sitting on the couch. Oh, that's a later oh, scene. Oh, it is? Okay, but... Okay. This is the scene where Jeremy's sitting on the stairs, like, with his hand under his chin with one <laughs> finger sticking up and looking like... Mm-hmm. 
Okay, yes, I wrote Jeremy creepy. So was there were sure. multiple. Okay, so this was the point at which Jeremy made an extremely creepy face. Like, I, I'll have to find it and screen cap it for our Instagram. And I promise that I'll do it this time because I always make promises on the episodes that I will put things on our Instagram and then I forget and then Claire does it and I feel soups guilt whenever I see it on our Instagram. I do it sometimes. Mostly it just never happens. <laughs> It's okay. We have like 30 followers. We're it's really good at social NPD. media. Yes. Somebody like tweeted us a nice message and oh. I didn't see it for like four days. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, don't worry. We're doing our best. <laughs> Aren't we all doing our best right now under very difficult circumstances? I was about to say we do live under the Trump administration, but I wasn't sure if I'd be getting political too early in the episode. It's never too early. Uh, I know. The things that Jeremy Gilbert makes us think about. God damn it. He is the embodiment of the Trump administration. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, I think what happens next is that we visit the tomb and Damon has actually gone to visit and he has bought uh, brought a care package for Stefan, much like Elena brought a care package for Catherine that one time. Right. They're like very caring packagers. Totally. It had, like, supplies and candles, and he even brought Damon, or he even brought, Damon even brought Stefan a bottle water of blood. Yeah. And it looked like it was maybe diluted a little bit, which was considerate, because he knows that Stefan is not going full blood right now. It was watery. That's right. Yeah. But he's like, I'll just have to share this with this bitch. So, no thank you. Yeah. And then Stefan jumped immediately to the... Listen, don't worry about me. Keep Elena safe. And Catherine dramatically rolls her eyes, and it was very satisfying. I know. We were all doing the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, I got to keep you all updated on what the hair situation is in the tomb. So (laughs) it's been a hair watch. You know, Catherine's been in there at least like a couple weeks, and her hair has just gotten bigger. It should be flat and stringy at this point, but it's not. Stefan's hair is still perfectly coiffed. He has a lot of product in it, mm-hmm. so it's probably going to hold its shape for a while. But it should at least be, like, kind of sticking out all over the place. Yeah, it's still perfect. Totally perfect. They all look clean. Their hair is perfect. I don't get it. I guess it's probably only been a day or two that Stefan's been in there, so I guess that's more plausible. And he has less hair. Yeah, but even a day or two, like, your hair changes a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's like a vampire power. Like, they don't get dirty as fast. That's probably what the show writers would say. I don't think they thought about it that much. I know. (laughs) So if you were like... No offense. You were like, oh, is it a vampire power that their hair doesn't get messed up? And they're like, oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. We trust our audience to pick up on things like that. How the tomb vampire was able to keep his top hat on for (laughs) 200 years. Yes. Oh. So, Yeah. It's fun. They're just chilling, and Damon is keeping an eye on Elena, and Catherine's still taunting Stefan about that. She sure is. She's making the most of their tomb time. Tomb time. It reminds me of tool time. (laughs) Tim the tool man Taylor. (laughs) Catherine the cool man killer. Oh, I like it. There you go. Alliterations. 
Um, for our younger audience who doesn't remember uh, the show Home Improvement starring Tim Allen. (laughs) That was good. Um, It was on in the 1990s and there was a character or well Tim Allen's name he like what was his show? It was like a hardware talk show. It was like yeah he had a co-host and they just like did Home Improvement stuff on it. It was pre-HGTV. Yeah. Anyway. But it was, like, on a, a set that was just, like, a garage. Yeah. But not, like, an automotive garage, like, somebody's garage. Yeah. And, oh, my God. So weird. But anyway. Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, really got his heartthrob breakout on that show. He did. Love him. <laughs> my older sister had a whole wall dedicated to him from, like, Bop Magazine and I always remember she had, like, a cast photo of the kids from Home Improvement, but she had, like, scratched out their faces and put, like, a talk bubble by the older brother that said, I'm stupid. <laughs> That's Because <laughs> she only likes JTT. Shout out to Katie. Yay, She's Katie. a mother now. <laughs> also, a quick shout out to uh, Bop and uh, Tiger Beat magazine. Oh, yeah. And Big Bop. Yeah. Teen Beat. Teen Beat. Certainly. Anyway, um, back to 2010. Um, <laughs> over Then we jump over to the Lockwoods, um, where Tyler is getting ready. So he's talking to his mom, and he's like, hey, mom, I'm going to have a really late night. I have to go to practice, and then we're going out afterwards, and don't expect me home anytime soon. <laughs> then we like cut to him putting the chains into his duffel bag and has as he's talking to his mom you could like hear them rattling around and it's like why do you need these two like this luggage you're going to lunch and then to like football (laughs) right oh my gosh so tyler's departure is interrupted because jules from the first episode or from the first scene of this episode um mason's roommate that was creeping on tyler's voicemail uh knocks on the door so mayor lockwood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> answers and she's like oh hello who are you and and jules is like hello i'm jules i know it's super weird of me to pop in but i was a friend of mason's and i was wondering if you guys had seen him so we find out who she is yeah and they're like oh he went back to florida and she's like i live in florida and he ain't there right so now they're freaking out uh mayor carol lockwood calls sheriff forbes who is probably still hunting for amy bradley's body <laughs> And they declare Mason officially missing. Whoa. Um, so, way to fuck things up, Jules. He could have just been in Belize, but no, you had to blow up his dead spot. Of course. Jules's outfit makes me question. I, I actually realized I did notice some outfits. She's wearing this tank top that has such a low neckline that the top of her lacy black bra is exposed Either oh, that or there's like lace insets that are supposed to look like an exposed bra. And I'm like, that is, is not a good look. I mean, exposed bras can work in, you know, some styles, but mm-hmm. not this. And also, what fucking season is it? I know. <laughs> You're right, because we have no idea. Yeah. So that's happening. Uh, we then go to the Mystic Grill where Aunt Jenna and Alaric are spending time together. Always nice to see those two. Yay, the happy couple. It looks like Aunt Jenna may have gotten a horrible dye job because her hair is now like bronze. Yeah, it's like lighter but also a little stronger. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good look for Aunt Jenna, but we still She's love trying. her. She's trying. She's trying to spice things up in the bedroom with Alaric. <laughs> with her hair. <laughs> um, yeah, and she's 
telling him about how she got roped into showing some writer around town and teaching him about the history of Mystic Falls. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that sounds fake. But, yeah. okay. <laughs> and she mentions that Carol Lockwood pulled the, my husband is dead, I don't have time for this <laughs> card. <laughs> oh, so harsh, but so true. Yeah. She's going to be using that forever. Like, my husband's dead, so could you be the mayor? It reminds me of in season one when Mr. Tanner was like, there's an expiration on how long you could use the my parents are dead card to not do your homework. But I guess you can use it as long as you want when you're the mayor. I guess. (laughs) Even if you're just the interim mayor. (laughs) So ridiculous. Uh, So she then goes because she has to like get some shit from the house and... Then Alaric is left on his own to eavesdrop on a conversation between Caroline and Tyler. Caroline's trying to, like, talk to him about whether he's ready to go. He has all his shit, and Mm -hmm. they're, like, going to head out for the transformation. And Alaric is spying on his students. Yeah, he's creeping on their conversation, so Tyler's like, maybe we should go. Um, And then they gracefully exit the grill without paying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay because Matt's working today, I think. Oh, yeah. There's like a moment <laughs> in a couple scenes where Jules comes in and she goes up to talk to Matt and is like, hey, weird question. Do you know Tyler Lockwood? And it like cuts away to Alaric eavesdropping again. And Matt has no lines. Like he literally in this episode yeah. just stands there while Jules talks at him for like two seconds. I'm like, they had to pay him for this episode. Maybe they photoshopped him in. Can you do that <laughs> in video? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they did it with uh, Army Hammer's face in the social network. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he had to play the twins. And there was like a whole other actor oh. who played the second twin. And then they just like replaced his head and his lines with Army Hammer. I didn't know that. I thought they were real twins. No, oh. there's only one of him. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> Decreases my chances. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry, he's married. Just like you. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also did it in Black Swan with Natalie Portman to make it look like she was doing fancy ballet moves. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, things that I learned, like, on Google. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, Matt is briefly in this episode to not do anything. I feel uh, like... Sorry, one more thing. <laughs> I feel like the Vampire Diaries would have just gotten, like... A cutout cardboard version of Matt instead of like CGI his face on a stunt. There's double. no difference. <laughs> uh, okay, back to the recap. Um, so we leave the girl and then we hop over to Elena's house where she is still stuck inside due to the spell. And Damon waltzes in and is pretty much sassing her. Yeah, and he, like, sits down next to her on the couch and puts his arm behind her, which yeah. I thought was creepy. And he's, you know, being Damon about it. So he's like, oh, yeah, it's my job to babysit you now. I'm letting Vampire Barbie, which is what he calls Caroline, uh, take care of the Tyler situation. Hopefully he'll bite her and they'll both die. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Like, who are you? The person, what's his name? Klaus? <laughs> I know this show really well. You do. Oh my god. That was such Luckily, a sick the word listeners too. have you. <laughs> uh, oh my god. So Elena's really pouting. She's mad. Uh, 
Damon reveals that he didn't tell Stefan that Elijah's back because there's nothing he can do about it. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy's there. Oh, yeah. And this is where the creepy thing happens. <laughs> uh, so, like, Damon and Elena are, like, finishing up their conversation. And Jeremy just, like, runs in, jumps on the couch, and, like, places his head on Elena's lap. It's so weird. It is so weird because they, like, don't have this dynamic in any other episode of Siblings. No, and they're, like, squabbling with each other in this episode, too. Yeah. And I just think of the one time that, like, a dude lay on a couch with his head in my lap like that, and it was so uncomfortable, and he was not related to me. Yeah. was freshman year of college, and I thought that I was going to this, like, start-of-the-year dance with... Uh, the dude in the room next to me and a couple other friends. But then it turned out it was just me and his one friend who I didn't realize was into me. Oh. And then he like wanted to grind at the dance and I was like, no. <laughs> and then we went to like the common room of his dorm with like all his buddies. And he Ooh. just laid down with his head in my lap and was like asking me personal questions. In front of everyone? Yeah. And I was like, we are not dating but even if you were, it would still be weird for him to put his head in your like, lap in the his, common room. His head is, like, close to my junk. I don't like this. What's happening? And I had to, like, politely extricate myself from the situation. But it was super <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, he was a good guy. They, they were just, like, yeah. a miscommunication as to what was going on that night. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I will always remember that. And nobody has ever laid with their head in my lap since, thank God. Gotcha. <laughs> Even, like, if I was in love with somebody, I don't know if I'd want them to do that. It's not, like, a thing that's nice for any length of time. Like, what if you have to fart or something? I was just thinking (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Then you've ruined every relationship with that person. Or you've made your bond stronger. I don't know. Would you get a divorce over that? Yes. (laughs) You heard Uh, it here. (laughs) You heard it here first. Oh, no. Sorry, Mike. Mike said that he likes when he gets little shout-outs on the, on the podcast, but so far this episode, I said I would divorce him if he farted, and that I wished that the guy from the social network was a twin, so it would increase my odds. What up, Mike? Come back on the show. Yeah. Oh, anyway... So Jeremy was creepy as fuck. It wasn't an appropriate sibling interaction. No. And it was super creepy. So (sighs) there's a lot of creepiness in this episode. There is. There really is. So we leave Elena's house and we check in on Tyler, who is now synced up with Caroline. And they are driving a Ford Fiesta into the (laughs) woods. Um, We know it's a Ford Fiesta because it's very clearly product placement. And it's a mini commercial for the Ford Fiesta. And Um, I know I bought a Ford Fiesta after this episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm making it very personal this episode. But me and Mike are thinking about buying a new car. And this inspired me to potentially look at the Ford Fiesta. Um, And this horrible song is playing in the background. It's a song that's like... If you were getting ready to go out to, like, your first day at work or something. <laughs> Tyler, like, getting ready to go into the dungeon and turn into a werewolf. Yes. So he's grabbing his duffel bag out of the trunk, and you hear all the chains rattling around, too. So I think this is a pretty short scene. We just find that they're arriving over at the Lockwood 
slave dungeon. Yeah, and he's, like, getting all his chains out and setting up this elaborate system of chains, and he starts, like, stripping down. (laughs) And Caroline's like, whoa, buddy, (laughs) I'm not Amy Bradley. Uh, but he's like, it's not like the Hulk. I don't get to keep my pants. Oh, I don't know why yes. I just did a Jeremy voice for that. Um, but yeah, so they're getting ready. He's like, the guy at the hardware store said this could take up to 5,000 pounds or something. Yeah, and Caroline's like, don't worry, I brought the Wolfsbane. Yeah, they've got all their shit together. They and do. do you know who else has Wolfsbane? Uh, is Alaric. Oh, right. He must have gotten it from Isabel's research. <laughs> from Duke? Yeah. Uh, because Damon has decided that he's heard about uh, Jules because Alaric overheard her asking about Tyler. And yes, I think Caroline clued them in, too. So Damon is unable to like be in the same town as somebody who might be a werewolf and not like immediately make them his enemy. Mm-hmm. So he wants to quit Wolfsbane and Jules's drink to prove that she's a werewolf. Which is so fucking stupid. Like, if she's a werewolf, just stay the fuck away from her. She's not here for you. She's obviously yeah. here for Tyler. Like, let it go. Truth. But he and Alaric have a cool plan where <laughs> they're gonna play a good cop, rapey cop, Ugh. where Alaric pretends to be drunk and goes up and is like, get the lady a whiskey! I'm drunk! Ugh. God. And Damon's like, is this guy bothering you? Go away, Alaric. He's just the friendly neighborhood drunk. And they drug her drink, but she refuses to drink from it. Mm-hmm. So Damon has to like sit there and talk to her for a really long time. Oh my god, I feel like they were there for like eight hours. It was horrible. <laughs> well, it was like high noon when uh, Tyler <laughs> left to start preparing the dungeon. And right. that was around the time the jewels came in, and it's nighttime when they leave. So, yeah. So that kind of happens inserts worse throughout some scenes mm-hmm. i think one of which is with bonnie going to sort of apologize to luca about magically raping him but also to ask for his help yeah she's like here are your dog tags sorry by the way for channeling all of your energy and he's like listen you almost killed me but it's cool um i forgive you and i was like that was fast good yeah. lord he's wearing a white v-neck t-shirt but the V-neck is the highest V I've ever seen. It oh, like I doesn't expose anything. It might as well have been a crew neck. It was really strange. Crewy. <laughs> yes, but it's under a flannel. So he was kind of dressed like us. We're both wearing flannels over t-shirts right now. We should take a selfie for the we should for the fans. We match. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he's like, oh, well, come on in to my room that is literally full of people's grimoires that <laughs> my father has been pilfering from their family's stashes. Yeah, and Bonnie's like, there's no way that all of these belong to your family. There's just too many grimoires. And then Luke is like, listen, me and my dad, we think that all of which is our family. And Bonnie's like, is that the reason why you've been being so nice to me? Or is that the reason why they're all black? also a valid question and Luca was like that's one of the reasons why I'm being so nice to you which is also a little creepy but she doesn't know that he's like on the other side yet so it could be cute if we didn't know that he was secretly working for Dr. Jonah his dad yeah (laughs) but is his dad's name Dr. Jonah 
His name is Jonas. <laughs> With an S, not an H. Get it together, Beth. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, yeah, they're, like, having a conversation. She's like, do you know how to remove a talisman from its spell? I can't give you any details, but he's like, it's probably in one of these thousand stolen grimoires. Let's see. So they're on the Moonstone case. And meanwhile, Stefan is getting hassled by Catherine in the tomb. Right. And she's like, Stefan, how long is the longest you've gone without blood? Let me describe to you in gory detail exactly how it feels to oh desiccate. It's yeah. like your heart is beating, no liquid. Your veins are rubbing up against each other like sandpaper. So get ready. Yeah, and Stefan has, like, the sickest burn. Did you write it down? I wrote down an approximation of it, but if you wrote it down... I didn't write it down. I just wrote down Stefan and Catherine are kinky, and I don't remember why. Yes, so (laughs) Stefan is pretty much, like, listen, Catherine, um, I know that it's going to be painful, but the pleasure I derive from seeing you in pain is better than any pain that I might feel. Oh, maybe that's why I thought it was kinky. It was kinky. But pretty much he's like, I just want to see you in pain, lady. All right, Stefan. And so Catherine is like, okay, girl, uh, this dress is so uncomfortable. Can you help me take it off? And he's like, no. So she just takes off her dress because this week everybody wants to get naked in a dungeon. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's wearing, like, matching black panties and bra, and it made me really uncomfortable because I know that Nina Dobrev was of age, and, you know, she's playing a 500-year-old, but it's, like, a high school-aged person's body. Yeah. And, like, she has a great body, Mm -hmm. but I was like, this is weird. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little weird. Like, the guys on this show all look like a lot older than the characters they're playing. I feel like she looks like a teenager, so mm-hmm. maybe that's why it feels weirder than when the guys are shirtless. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But anyway, she's trying to seduce Stefan. She's like, Damon's out there with your girl. They're definitely fucking by now. And you know Stefan probably believes that's true. Yeah, it's been like <laughs> two days, so yeah. of course. And she's like, so we might as well just bang one out. And then they start making out and throwing each other against walls. And we're like, what the fuck? But of course, it's a dream. Oh, God. This show and the fucking dream sequences. It's horrible. And I'm like, I don't want to keep on calling things this cheap and zip, but she's basically mind raping him. Yeah. So he's like, get out of my head. Because she, like, Damon has the power to, like, make people have sexy dreams about her. And... Wouldn't that be embarrassing for the person who made you have that dream? I guess not if you're Catherine. I don't know. It's like... I made you have desperate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he knows all of her tricks. And she thinks that secretly, like, there's a part of him that still wants her. Possibly because he's currently banging her doppelganger. Yeah. So. (laughs) Good hint. (laughs) So then we go over to Elena's house again. Um, where we see that Jenna is explaining to Elena that she got roped into showing this author around town and she's digging through all of these old books of Elena's mothers. And I think we see one of the Gilbert journals like at the top of one of the boxes. Oh, nice. Or maybe it's Mason's diary. <laughs> uh, so 
Jenna is talking to Elena and she closes the door of the closet and behind the door we see Elijah. Yep. OMG. So Elijah is the quote unquote author who is looking for all of the details about Mystic Falls. And Elena kind of like freaks out for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elijah is like, hello, Elena. Great to meet you. Not indicating that they've had any past interactions. <laughs> and then he's pretty much like, well, Jenna, I think that I have all that I need here. I'll have someone swing by tomorrow and pick up these books. Thank you so much for inviting me into your home. Oh, shit. Oh, you burnt. Because now you have a vampire who is the strongest vampire, and you invited him to the home. Yeah. <sighs> and then he's like, creepily says, And Elena, I hope I'll be seeing you again very soon. Right. So she immediately runs upstairs and starts pounding on Jeremy's door. Yeah, so like, he'll be able to do, do fucking anything. anything. Oh, my God, I know. Except hopefully get killed. And <laughs> he doesn't answer right away, and... Elijah zooms up and grabs her wrist and so Jeremy starts opening the door and Elijah's like shh <laughs> so Jeremy like has headphones that he's just taken off and Elena looks freaked out and she's like um Aunt Jenna wanted your help with some boxes and he's like uh okay and he just literally walks past Elijah's standing right there and he like doesn't need- he could have obviously seen in his peripheral vision of course but he just walks around him like a dope and goes away and then Elijah's like, we need to have a conversation. And then I think we go back to the Mystic Grill where Jules is still not drinking her drink, but the ice has not melted, even though it's been like four hours. <laughs> I noticed that too. So it was all just filmed in like five minutes. All yeah. of these scenes that are supposed to be hours apart from one another. And um, throughout all these conversations, Damon keeps on like gesturing for her to drink and being super obvious about it and like sneaking glances at Alaric. Yeah, like, Alaric's like in the background, not even twenty feet away. Like yeah. he's like ten feet away from them, and and they're making eyes at each other. Like it's, it's so cute odd. that you you bros have a, a plan and you're like bonding or whatever, but be a little better at your jobs. I know. Ugh. So. At this point, uh, Damon's like, so what brings you to town? Oh, Mason? I know Mason. He's a great guy. (laughs) Uh, I know. And Jules is pretty much like, how do you know Mason? And Damon says, well, he's a friend of a friend. I guess presumably talking about Mason and Jenna, like, going to high school together. Yeah. Um, But it's just weird. So Damon's, like, trying to make it seem like he's like a guy of the town who knew Mason and that he can or that she can confide in him yeah and she tells him that Mason is missing and he's all like oh my god he's like missing how he's He's not missing missing. he's dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) ripped his heart out of his chest little do you know yeah uh so yeah that is just an ongoing situation and she's still not drinking so Mm -hmm. good job guys yeah, great plan. Good luck roofing anybody in the future. Ugh. So then we cut away from them, thankfully, and we check in on Tyler, who has now um, fully chained himself in the dungeon. Including a chain around his neck, which seems like a really good way to die. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, if you're running full speed, you're just going to choke yourself out. And also, like, what if your werewolf form has a thicker neck? Yes, that too. Ugh. So, I don't know. He went to Home Depot and 
asked some questions, so he's good. And oh he God. knows the old bolts will hold. God bless the person who puts the faith of their mortality in the faith or in the hands of Home Depot advisor because I've asked them some questions that they did not know the answers to. Oh, you burned Home Depot. Sorry, Home Depot. I respect your employees and I sponsor know that that's us. probably not a uh, anyway, now that I've slurred my way through that, um, <laughs> Tyler and Caroline are having a conversation about when the transformation actually takes place. And Tyler explains that it should be when the moon crests, but it could happen a few hours earlier, a few hours a- or last a few hours after. So he needs to chain himself up to make sure that he's prepared. Um, and he says that it could last a few hours, maybe more, maybe less. Um, and then he pretty much wants to start drinking the wolf's bane so that he can diminish his strength. Yeah. And he tries, but it is gross. So mm-hmm. he starts like coughing and barfing it up. And Caroline is just being super sweet and mm-hmm. like trying to hug him. And he's like, don't touch me. Go away. Go away. But she's real sad and doesn't want him to hurt. Caroline is so compassionate, especially mm-hmm. after everything that she's been through, you know? Yeah. You better appreciate it, Tyler. I know. You don't deserve it. Although, I felt so bad for Tyler in this episode. Like, I couldn't even help but feel bad for him, given his past transgressions, too. It was rough. It was. It it just gets worse and worse as it goes on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I think we do go away from that for a minute and see Elijah and Elena talking in her bedroom and he's basically like, hey, so I think we need to make a deal. Uh, she asked why he killed those dudes who came to take her to Klaus. And he's like, Klaus is super paranoid and he never leaves his inner circle. I'm not in the oh, inner yeah. circle anymore, so I don't know where he is. But if you start shouting around about how you want to meet Klaus, every vampire on Earth is going to try to get you because they want to be on Klaus's good side. Even though most vampires have not heard of Klaus. <laughs> Uh, so she's like so what is your plan I don't get it like you don't want me to go to Klaus Mm -hmm. and he basically tells her that he wants to wait around for a little bit and eventually uh, he'll use her to lure Klaus out and then he's going to kill Klaus so we don't know what Elijah's deal is with Klaus we did see them in the flashback where Elijah well we didn't see Klaus but we saw Elijah working for him Mm -hmm. back in Rose times and Apparently something in the last 500 years has soured that relationship. And now Elijah wants to get rid of him. And he tells Elena that he and his witch team can protect everybody that she loves and make sure that they're not hurt in the process if she promises to just, like, stay put and stop trying to get herself killed. Yeah, Klaus, or Elijah seems good. And he's like, I'm a man of my word. If I mm-hmm. was lying, like, I would already have killed all your family and taken you to class myself. <laughs> Good point. You trust so. me. Do we have a deal? And Elena's like, well, first I have one favor. Yes. <laughs> we don't hear what that is. We don't find out for a little bit. But we don't. But good if, for Elena for putting things in her favor a tiny bit. Yeah, I mean, she has the power. Yeah. But it's also a pretty bold move because we saw Elijah's strength mm-hmm. many times previously. He can rip two hearts out at once. Oh, yeah. He He's can. like a double demon. Oh, yeah. Those Craigslist guys didn't stand a chance. 
So now that Elijah and Elena are forging their deal, we check over on Luca and Bonnie, who have found a very charming rooftop in yeah, the heart of Mystic Falls. It's like right across the street from like the clock tower, which I think is like right above the Mystic Grill. Mm-hmm. It's like, like near the cons- square. Concentric circles of candles laid out, and they're going to do a spell, and it's all very romantic looking. Yes. So the goal here is to unbind the talisman that we know as the Moonstone. Mm-hmm. So Elijah, or not Elijah, fuck. <laughs> Luca, I guess, pulls out the Moonstone. Yeah. And they start doing a spell, and they're saying it in, like, in sync with one another, and it's very powerful, and the Moonstone delicately floats over the city of Mystic Falls, and it's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, and after only a couple of minutes, the Moonstone just turns into a firework, and rain sparks down upon the rooftop. And Bonnie's looking up at it with, like, wonder on her face, and I'm like, do you not remember that this is exactly what it looked like when you dispelled the Gilbert device? Yes! How it was so easy... And yeah. they were making boner eyes at each other the whole time, Luca and oh, Bonnie yeah. were. For sure. So they're like, yeah, we did it. Go team. Which power? And so Bonnie's feeling pretty good about that. Uh, Tyler is not feeling so good. No. His transformation has begun, and it's real gross. It is. So before we started watching the episode, I make it. I made a joke to Claire, like, oh, I hope we get to see the horrible CGI that Vampire Diaries does. But this was pretty realistic and very yeah. grotesque. Like, I thought that it would be, like, a few-minute, like, thing where his face forms into a vampire or into a werewolf real mm-hmm. quick. But, no, Tyler is, like, crying. He's, like, complaining that he's, like, burning up. He's puking everywhere. And what's happening is that his limbs are, like, cracking and breaking to, like, better align with, like, how a dog would stand. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the sound effects. Yeah. (laughs) uh, It was just, like, the sounds of you, like, cracking your fingers. It was horrible. And, like, oh, there it goes. (laughs) And he's, like, crying to Caroline that it hurts. And it seemed like it hurts. Holy shit. Like, there's one point in this scene where he's, like putting all of his weight on like his forearm like the front Mm. of his forearm like you would as like a paw or something it was fucked up and she's crying and like trying to hug him Mm -hmm. through it and he's like you should just go and she's like no i'm gonna stay yeah like which is a bold move on her part too he could kill you girl but she wants to make sure that he's not alone um quick uh let's talk about what other vampire show this is like Mm -hmm. moment so they did this whole thing on True Blood, which to this day I believe they ripped off the Vampire Diaries because it was definitely after it, mm-hmm. where Jason Stackhouse, I believe I've brought up this plotline before, he gets in with this girl Crystal and it turns out she's from this inbred family of panthers, and eventually she like lures them to lures him to their compound where all the lady panthers basically gang rape him to try to get pregnant Whoa. and he thinks that he's going to become a panther, And so Jessica... The young, comely, redhead vampire finds out and she decides she's going to, like, sit with Jason through the first full moon and make sure he's okay. Like, if he becomes a panther, she's going to help him. And they, like, have a heart-to-heart. And it's so similar to Caroline and Tyler. Wow. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that they got this idea somewhere. It sounds like it. Except then Jason doesn't even turn into a panther. He's fine. Oh. 
So thank yeah. God, because the Were Panthers were ridiculous. <laughs> I think Dane DeHaan was actually a member of that family on the show. That was like an early role for him. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I need to watch True Blood. I, I think I would bother. like it. Not the, just the first few seasons. The first few seasons were good, like mm-hmm. really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I liked them. It got really bad. Yeah. But they're really hot people on it. Well, I'll put up with a lot. And they're often naked. All right. It was HBO, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, that's uh, that's today and all vampire shows are the same. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Tyler is basically going through complete, like, body horror. And it's gross. And meanwhile, Jules is still at the Mystic Girl. She hasn't transformed yet because apparently when you're new, you start transforming earlier and it lasts longer. Yeah. So she's, I guess, been a a werewolf for a long time. Like, who did you kill and when? Were you like 12? Yeah, that's a good She's not very old. Wait, do vampire or do werewolves age? I think so. Yeah, I think they do too. I don't know. It hasn't come up. (laughs) It hasn't, but I think they do. So finally, Damon gets uh, Jules to act like she's about to take a sip of her drink. Yeah, he does that weird pressure thing like, oh, you haven't even had a drink all night. Like, just have one drink with me. One drink. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, make it more obvious that you put something in this drink. I know, right? Like, be it Wolfsbane or be it a roofie. But she, at the last second, slams her glass down and is like, listen up, bitch. You Mm -hmm. are a bitch, and I'm not drinking this. I knew you were a vampire from the moment you walked in. Oh, yeah. Like the Taylor Swift song. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You and your friend are stupid. I know there's Wolfsbane in this. You made a big mistake. It's a full moon, you fucking idiot. And now you've been marked. Oh, yes. That's like the werewolf version of you got served. Um she totally tells Damon what's up, and it's so good. She calls him a fool, yeah. which I love, and I think that it's a totally underused insult in today's society. <laughs> My favorite thing is calling stupid people's stupid <laughs> people fools. My mom calls people fools a lot. I love that. Yeah. Good job, Mrs. Haley. She always says fools. <laughs> Shout out, mom! Yay! Um, <laughs> so obviously, Damon's plan of actively antagonizing a strange werewolf for no reason has backfired. It's a shocking, you know, twist. Of course. So, Alaric's like, hey, you know, just go home, lock the door, you'll be fine. <laughs> Great tip from a vampire hunter. Hey, he he only knows about vampires. He hasn't read all of the werewolf research yet, yet I guess. Uh, so, Damon heads home. And we go back to Tyler, who is still being hugged by Caroline, and he keeps telling her to leave. Mm-hmm. And he finally, like, has a breaking moment where, like, his mind goes away and he has the mind of a wolf. Like, his <laughs> eyes turn and, like, his fangs grow out. He has top and bottom fangs, I guess, has a werewolf thing. Yeah, so you definitely see the shift. So at this point, Caroline is like, oh, shit. And she's starts to uh, backtrack a little bit out of that dang dungeon and she's barely out of the room at the point when Tyler just like rips his neck chain I guess out of the center of the room so he's able to make it almost all the way to the door so yeah and I'm like I told you replace the bolts not not the chains or replace both you're already at Home Depot I know, like, quit trying to save, like, $2 here, Tyler. You're <laughs> this is what pinching carries gets you. <laughs> yeah, 
so Caroline is like very scared. She's trying to lock up. So there's two doors here. We've got the first door, which is like a wrought iron door where you can kind of like reach through because there's different like segments of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that, there's like a giant ass wood door that's yeah. like a dungeon door that you would imagine a dungeon having. Mm -hmm. um, so Caroline closes both doors eventually and Tyler, she can hear Tyler snarling and like trying to scratch at the door and she's just kind of sitting out there crying and you can just tell that she just really doesn't want to leave Tyler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. It she is. She feels so bad for him and so do I. I do too. I know. I like, <sighs> I can't hold a grudge against Tyler Lockwood. So <laughs> eventually things continue to escalate. Tyler continues to turn and he busts through the wood door like with some of his paws I guess so he's yeah. like scratched through it so like his he's he's like snarling at the thing so Caroline has to zoom up the stairs and just run away yeah she like puts a wooden like lock thing on the door and yep. then zooms far into the woods I'm like you should probably zoom home but she just chills in the woods I guess for a few hours yeah waiting for him to turn back this whole scene with Tyler's, like, final transformation, he's, like, rushing around. He, like, hasn't turned into a full wolf yet. <laughs> so it's just, like, the actor zooming around wearing, like, bike shorts yeah. and writhing on the floor. I'm like, this must have been a really fun day at work. Oh, my God, right? I didn't even think about that. Like, all right, take three. He did a pretty good job. Like, he seemed like he was in pain for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had some laughs at some Tyler facial expressions, but he <laughs> convinced me that he was in agonizing pain. Good job, Michael Trevino. Yes, you go, girl. <laughs> so that's playing out, and it's turn in time for Jules as well. Apparently, uh, Damon goes home, and Rose is there, and apparently she has just gotten back after zooming away from Elijah that one time. Oh, okay. And she's wearing the weirdest outfit. Oh, I didn't notice. Tell she us about like, it. like this long sleeve black, like lacy sheer shirt on underneath, like a slinky, like sparkly purple, like spaghetti strap dress. <laughs> oh my god, it's really strange. <laughs> that is a lot. And like the dress on its own would have been maybe kind of cute, but it's just so bizarre. It sounds like a Lorelai Gilmore outfit. Sort of, yeah. Um. So yeah. He's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I wanted to apologize. I didn't know Elena wanted to kill herself. And I called you right away. And I want to help. I want us to be friends. Blah, 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 blah. And also, I have nowhere to go. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> and Damon's like, well, fuck that. There's nothing for you here. But this gets interrupted when... <laughs> Some glass shatters, and suddenly there is a wolf in the living room. Oh, shit, there I'm like, is. Like, you should have gotten some, like, tempered double-pane glass or whatever the I fuck. know. you got to protect yourself. Alarms, like, lock your doors. Um, excuse me, I don't think wolves open doors anyway, <laughs> so and pro tip, no. Baby werewolf Tyler managed to pull the bolts out of the floors. I think they can get in a window. Right? Do you think he did that with his opposable thumbs or after his hands turned to paws? I don't know. Uh, question for the ages. So this wolf comes prancing in there and is growling at everyone. And Damon, like, steps aside, kind of, and then it bites Rose on the Well, he goes shoulder. to take a sword off the wall, because, of course, they have a sword on the wall. Oh, the silver, house. right? 
I don't know if it even was silver, because oh. we found out silver doesn't work when you stab Mason that one time. Oh, yeah, good point. I don't um, even know then. Well, I think what happens is that the wolf comes lunching at Damon, and Rose jumps in front of him. Oh, I didn't. She's like, It no. all happens so fast. Yeah, and so Wolf Jules bites Rose's shoulder, and we're like, fuck. And then Damon stabs the wolf in the side with the sword. Yes. And it whimpers and runs back out the window. Sorry, I thought I could do that quietly. <laughs> if we have to keep this audio in here, this was me <laughs> loudly pouring my eighth glass of wine. Oh, God. I mean, there's a lot in this episode we need to drink about. I know. I apologize, though. Yeah, so she starts freaking out because, you know, the werewolf bite can kill a vampire thing. But the bite starts healing. And they're like, oh, my God, it was a fucking myth. And... So Rose is like crying. She's like, I thought I was going to die. Oh my God. And Damon starts hugging her. Yeah. And it's sweet. It was a nice moment. And I love Rose. So I was super happy at this moment that she wasn't dead. Yeah. Uh, So then we see Luca coming back from the magic party. And his dad is like sitting in the corner with his glasses on reading a book. (laughs) He's like, how did it go, son? He's like, that idiot totally believed everything. She fell for the whole show, didn't suspect a thing. It's like, hmm. Yes, it wasn't at all suspicious that after she nearly killed you by, like, stealing her magic, uh, that you would immediately be like, oh, that's fine. Yes, I'll help you with this spell. Yeah, like, or on. the fact that it was super easy to grind up the moonstone into fireworks yeah. in the air. I'm like, so. Bonnie, you're hot, but you're not... Well, I mean, you are that hot, but... Obviously, you should be a little more careful in Mystic Mall. <laughs> Certainly, I know. Especially when you know that there are enemies out there. Yeah. So then Luca pulls out the moonstone from his pocket and gives it to Dr. Jonas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know for sure then that the moonstone from the previous ceremony was fake. Yeah. And then Luca says something super, or Dr. Jonas says something super ominous, and he's like, listen. Elijah just needs us to do one more thing before Klaus, right? Oh, no, he says they need to do one more thing while they still have the power of the full moon. But Elijah needs them to do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And we're like, hmm, what, what could it be? Uh, so we then go to the tomb where Catherine is still antagonizing Stefan and being like, listen, I love you. But I'm not sorry about the terrible things that I've done. Like, it's self-preservation, blah, blah, blah. Stefan's like, why don't you prove that you love me by, like, doing something? Yeah, like, show me there's something worth trusting and that there's hope in you. Yeah. Like, a Darth Vader moment. Like, (laughs) there's good in him. I've felt it. Right. And she's like, you're playing me. And he's like, well. (laughs) Yeah, true. But then she's like, okay, listen, I can help you. Like, I don't know where Klaus is, but I can help you find him. And, like, her big gesture of help is, you should talk to Isabel. She did a lot of research and was able to find me. Yeah. I'm pro like, tip. Everybody probably, already knows Isabel. Yeah. And probably a little harder to find Klaus. <laughs> but uh, they don't get to continue this conversation for long because there's a sound of rock shifting or something. I don't know if, like, everybody has been replacing the pentagram door after their visits. No, they're just leaving it open. Oh, maybe. You're right. (laughs) Why put the pentagram door there? Because they can't leave anyway. Apparently nobody wanders in the woods and, like, notices this. But (laughs) they go to see what's going on and Elijah's standing out there and they're both like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And Elijah says this weird thing, like, 
Katerina. Oh, Katerina. Thank you for having the uh, good sense to be scared. <laughs> I loved that. That was my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah, it was good. And he <laughs> says that Stefan is free to go, that he has had the spell lifted at Elena's request. And so Stefan, like, slowly inches out of the tomb and he's able to get out and he's like, what the fuck? And so I just like, just go home. Elena will explain the deal to you. (laughs) And and then he compels Catherine to stay in the tomb because he needs her to still be there when Klaus arrives. Yes. And Catherine's like, Stefan, please stay. Don't leave me here. But he's like, bye, girl, bye. Yeah. Goodbye, Catherine. It was a sick burn. Yeah. I keep thinking that Stefan is going to give in to Catherine's wills, but (laughs) he does not. Indeed. So far. Yes. So I did notice in this scene, Elijah is wearing a very nice pea coat. He's got some good classic style. He does. And now that I think he's good, I could also think that he's hot. <laughs> so that's good. Um, but yeah, our boy Elijah is looking real good in this scene. As usual. Um, and then we go back to the woods and we both notice <laughs> Caroline's walking around and there, there's fog rolling in and there's the cawing of a crow. And I'm like, wait, what season is this? It's a shout out to the season one ep one. We don't get to see a creepy crow because Damon's not actually here, but it <laughs> seems like he is. I'm like, Vicky should be bleeding somewhere nearby. <laughs> but she starts kind of going back towards the tomb. She doesn't see anybody scratching at the door and she calls out to Tyler and he calls back because he's changed back to a human. And the second worst song of the episode was playing in this scene. Oh, it yeah. was like, it was so it's bad. it dark where you are? Do you see the stars? And it was like, it just kicked <laughs> It's like, no, I'm in a dungeon. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. Um, so she goes in. He's completely nude. So she puts like a blanket on him and hugs him again. She's like, you did it. You got through it and you didn't get out. And she's like sounding so positive and optimistic. But Tyler's crying. He's like, I'm not okay. Yeah. And it's really sad. It was really, really sad. He's like, I'm not okay. Because like, it was really terrible. And he knows that in a month he's going to have to do it again. Yeah. I mean, luckily it gets easier every time. But yeah, like for what he went through, that is horrible. Yeah. So she's there for him doing her best but he's having a hard time of course so then we hop over to elena's house again where stefan just waltzes in and elena is so happy to see him they embrace and then they start making out immediately and it leads up to the bedroom quite quickly Mm. and they start making out and dry humping next to her teddy bear on her bed yep they sure do yep does that mean they're back together now i guess yeah I think so. Well, it's like Elena has struck a deal with Elijah to keep people safe. So, like, the reason she wanted to break up with Stefan was because he wouldn't be safe, I think. Oh, you're right. That's a very good point. So it's probably fine now. And she's also horny. Yeah. So she's been cooped up in the house all day. Yeah. She's got to, like, get out some of this pent-up energy. I don't blame her. So, also feeling horny are uh, Damon and Rose. Rose is back in her. segue ever. Rosa's back in her silk robe that she was wearing that one time Elena came over. Oh, yeah. So sexy. So smooth. Yeah. And they have, like, a really sweet conversation about how Rose wants to stay and help because she believes in friendship and she has a vacancy in the friend department. 
And oh, yeah. Damon's like, I'm glad that the stories about werewolf bites were fake, which is like the nicest thing you could get Damon to say to anybody <laughs> besides Elena. True. And <laughs> I like that Rose is like, I want to help, you know, protect Elena, defend Elena, everything Elena. <laughs> like, was... thank you for understanding exactly, like, what the entire plot of the show is. <laughs> right. And just going with it. She's so self-aware. Love Rose. And Damon's like, oh, but just friends. And she's like, yep. But then he pulls her down and they start making out. And she has my favorite line of the episode. I had to write it down because uh, it's so awesome. She says, I don't love men who love other women. I think more of myself than that. Yes. But we can be friends with benefits. <laughs> I know. I like this. This conversation was so short, but it took me on so many like roller coaster rides. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But good for you. If you can separate the feelings from the uh, yeah. the sexual acts, then more power to you, Rose. And she's a woman with self-respect. They're yes. rare in Mystic Falls. Right? I know. So they're, like, making out again, but suddenly Damon touches her shoulder and she's like, ow. And he pulls back her robe and reveals that her shoulder is fucked up again. Yeah, it's like festering and there's little bumps like rising and falling it was real so it does not seem like it's a good situation we're worried about rose now Mm -hmm. and it seems really mean that they would make it look like she was okay and now show that she's not but also it's really stupid that they thought the bite would be like immediate right that's what i thought like oh she's fine well, because it healed, so that was really misleading. It was, but I feel like vampires should be smarter than that. I feel like that should be, like, the tagline of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. That's our cliffhanger. What's going to happen to Rose? Oh, we love her. Will she go the way of Slater? Will she get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. So, yeah, very much happened in this episode. Like, I knew Jules would be coming to town soon, and that would mean Rose gets bitten, but I really thought that that was later in the season. Okay, yeah. And I knew, obviously, Tyler would turn in this episode, but I forgot that this was also where, like, Stefan gets out of the tomb. He literally was not even in the tomb for a whole episode. No. Yeah. And that's that's just how things go on this show. It's like... A huge twist happens, and then two seconds later, it's like, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. We got rid of that. Now there's five new twists. I feel like The Walking Dead could take a page out of the Vampire Diaries diaries. I don't well, they took a anymore. rose out of the Vampire Diaries. Oh, is that where I know her? That's where I know her from. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that before. I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't remember anything. Um... But that show was so dragged on for, oh, like, really? you know, like, the... Did you watch it at all? No, I, yeah. I, I draw the line at zombies. Yeah. It... I watched zombies maybe can't the be first sexy. three seasons, and it was just so slow-moving in some points. Mm-hmm. Like, this show is like, boom, boom, boom. You can't even remember yeah. who the characters are because there's so much shit going on. Mm-hmm. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. That's true. And mm-hmm. it only gets more complicated as the seasons go on. What the recap for this episode was so long. Did you notice that? It was yeah. like five minutes. Yeah, like, like the opening previously on. Yes. Oh my god. So what do we think is gonna happen next? 
Well, I felt like a lot of things got wrapped up in this episode. So the only thing we have hanging still is Rose's uh, werewolf bite and the fact that they're after Damon. Like, the werewolf is after Damon because he's been marked. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, obviously we'll see the Elijah promise play out. I really hope he's good because he seems trustworthy, but... Mm -hmm. um, Catherine's still in the tomb, which I think is good. She sucks. Um, Damon is still in love with Elena. I think we'll see something happen there. And I think we'll probably see some emotional fallout of Tyler's experience, um, considering he has to go through it again and again every month for the rest of his life. Yeah. Kind of like a period. <laughs> but somehow worse. Yes. Slightly. <laughs> like, he's going to have to go to school tomorrow. Oh, Guy deserves a day off. Yeah. Take a, a mental health day. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot that happened in this episode and a lot that we are wondering about in the future. I remember some of what has hap what happens after this and some of it I don't. It's been a while. Oh, okay, good. All right, so uh, who you want to punch? Uh, I want to pick Jeremy just because he did the two creepiest <laughs> things in the whole episode. All right. Um, but I won't because I always pick Jeremy. Um, so I have to think about it for just a hot second. All right. Well, I want to punch Damon. Okay. For being an idiot. Yep. Because Rose got bit by this werewolf because he needs to fuck with werewolves all the time for no reason. And if he had gotten bit by a werewolf, it would have served him right for being dumb. And I want to punch some sense into him. I think that that's a good choice. Um, he's very self-centered, and he doesn't think of how his actions will affect anyone. Like, we've seen it time and time again, right? Like, yeah. when he killed Jeremy, which we were all happy <laughs> about, but it super affected Elena, and he did it on an impulse and But whatnot. nobody even, like, remembers... Or cares about that <laughs> Including Jeremy. He's like, <laughs> Well, he Jeremy was the first one to get over to. it. I know. Elena, like, does not think about it at all anymore. Uh, all right. So I think my punch is actually Bonnie. Ooh. Because I think that it's totally ridiculous that she could think that, A, of all, taking a page out of the Claire book, I love it, um, that Luca would forgive her for almost killing him with just seeing her face. Yeah. And B, of all... The fact that the Moonstone, which has supposedly entrapped many, many werewolves for like 500 plus years or more, could be handled by two teenage witches and warlocks in Mystic Falls, Virginia. Like, I feel like she should know better than that. And yeah. she just pissed me off in this episode. Yeah, and I felt like she was really patronizing with Elena, too. Yeah. Like, Elena's plan for herself is obviously flawed, and, like, there are very good reasons why her friends wouldn't want her to go through with it, but Bonnie kind of treats her like a child in this episode, mm -hmm. and is like... In the setup with Jerry. I'm going to make a test for you to see if we can trust you, and then I'm going to trap you in your house. <laughs> like... Right. I mean, it's cool that she can do that, like, oh, Bonnie, but... I know that, like... If you're going to be friends with Elena, you just have to accept that she's dumb and yeah. that she's going to do dumb shit and like everybody's going to try to save her so you don't need to like go to these lands. <laughs> yeah. Locking someone in their house like that is real. Yeah. I love how Aunt Jenna didn't notice that anything was wrong. 
That's like the most she's seen Elena in like three years. Right. Yeah, it was nice to see that like she actually lives in the house and, you know, is still raising her. Yeah. Good to see Aunt Jenna and her new hair color. All right. So why are men? I feel like I've been thinking about why are men just in life. Mm Mm-hmm non-stop for the last few weeks as many people have yes of course so i'm like nobody on the show this week was like anywhere near as bad as like anything that's happening in the real world right now <laughs> except for the roofing yeah the roofing was bad but it was like so ham-fisted and yeah, stupid and obvious yeah i don't know like there's always the question of Jeremy and why he wants to put his head on his sister's lap and like have ling- lingering hugs with her, but yeah, even for Jeremy, he wasn't as bad as usual. No, he he really wasn't. Like he was creepy, but he was only in the episode for like four minutes total, maybe. So it was doable for me. Yeah, I guess it was mostly Damon this week, and also Alaric just kind of like creeping on everybody. Which whenever you think about the fact that Alaric is everybody else's teacher. It just gets really weird. You're right. It's like an exploitation of a power dynamic that's totally inappropriate. Yeah, it's like if there was a school board and they knew about what Alaric gets up to in his free time, <laughs> like even without all the vampire fighting yeah. shit, there would be raised eyebrows. I think so. I, I mean, hopefully, but maybe there wouldn't, given today's climate. There's a point that I'm looking forward to in the future of the show where somebody, like, actually, like, an outsider kind of summarizes Alara's relationship oh, with all really? the main characters like in a conversation is like so this is the deal and oh I'm my like God. yes thank you for pointing that out I'm really looking forward to that <laughs> it's not for a while but I do like Alaric but yeah. uh, he I feel like he's abusing his power and I feel like a lot of people who are in positions of power don't understand that their actions have a big impact on the people that they yeah are in it an authority figure for. I also think it's really weird that, like, he's in this relationship with Jenna, and she has no idea, like, the relationship that he has with Elena and all her friends. You're right. Like, he's withholding a lot of important information from her. Like, he was already withholding the stuff about Isabel, and there's just, like, this whole other life going on that she has no idea about, and she's just like, I have a cute boyfriend, but he's keeping secrets. I guess I... It's hard to think about the show in the realm of the unsaid, if you will. Mm. Like, it wasn't immediately apparent to me that Jenna had no idea what's going on. But now that you bring it up, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, If you're in a serious relationship with someone, you expect to know the majority of what goes on in their life. Yeah. And how is it possible that Aunt Jenna doesn't know any of this? Like, is she ever home? (laughs) Like, to bring it back to another vampire show, it reminds me of Buffy, like... Buffy's mom doesn't find out about vampires for two whole seasons. And, like, Buffy is a high school student living at home all the time. <laughs> and she, there's, like, in the episode where Joyce finds out that Buffy is a vampire slayer, Buffy's like, Mom, you should have known this all along. Like, how many times did I come home with blood on my clothes? <laughs> and, like, I feel like Elena should be asking these questions of Angelica because she probably comes home covered in blood all the time. Yeah, and Elena seems like the... T- kind of teenager that would just leave her clothes by the wash. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't even pre-soak them. She would not. Those stains don't come out. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. Weird dynamics. Indeed. 
But I've spent so much time thinking about men being terrible. I don't think I can devote any more mental energy to it right now. Yeah, just to like put this episode in time in case we have people from the future in like 500 years and they find this in the human archives um we're dealing with like i sorry i i want to re- concisely recap it but there's a lot of news about men in positions of power across many industries who have sexually assaulted or abused or taken advantage of people in a variety of different circumstances and this has always yeah. been kind of a a known quiet issue and now it's making a, a surgence across like the media and become a topic of conversation yeah i think this week we had louis ck uh i guess kevin spacey was last week mm-hmm. we had al franken uh chuck bass actor mm-hmm. um George Takei. Yep. Yeah. It's been a fucking week. It's been a fucking month. Like, I'm really glad that all these things are coming out and that people are standing up and naming names, but it's just, like, reading all of these stories is just, like, taking a mental toll. Yeah, of course. It's it's really hard to read, and it does take a toll on, like, on our mental health, I think. Um, but you're right. Like, the people who come forward and that they're survivors of these experiences, it's valuable, and we appreciate it. Yes. So we will leave the wire mending to the people who are living it mm-hmm. right now. You go, girls and guys. Yep. And all those in between. I'm happy that you're getting your truth and your justice, and I hope it lasts. Amen. And I hope it makes permanent change so that in the future shows won't have characters like Jeremy Gilbert because it would seem too absurd that people would allow them to exist. I hope that too. The. The thing that I'm most fearful of is I was listening to, I don't know, some sort of interview. I forget who it was with. And it was like, I really hope that this is a permanent change and that this will like inspire change. And the person was like, well, in the 70s, when the term sexual harassment was coined and people had a term for it, they thought that this would be the end because Mm -hmm. people would finally be able to like associate it with an actual like event and identify it and stop it um but it does feel powerful to me regardless yeah but then at the same time that all of this is coming out both mel gibson and johnny depp had movies open that Mm -hmm. did really well at the box office right and i'm like the cognitive dissonance there is ridiculous but anyway men go away just stop take a vacation in hell um who should have done it Oh, okay. So when it comes to who should have done it, do we have to pick people who didn't do it? No. Okay. Damon and Rose. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love Rose. Oh, you weren't into it last time they did it. I wasn't, but now I am because I feel like Rose is super empowered and like mm-hmm. a person who understands what she wants. And Damon, regardless of like his fucking morals and ethics and him being a total dickwad, he's hot as fuck. Like, he is. He is. So if Rose can get it and separate, like, her self-respect versus her sexual relationship with Damon, then mm-hmm. I am all for it. Yeah. I'm on board. Awesome. Um, I feel like this is maybe not going to make you happy. Alright. But in this episode, I would say Caroline and Tyler... I no, I could I could see that. Like mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't say it in the grander scheme right now that I would want them to be together, but they just like had such a bond over this. And I feel like maybe they could express the care they have for each other and then like never do it again. Yeah, like sex could can be like a very caring act. So yeah. there you I go. I feel like they emotionally boned in this episode. Oh yeah. So maybe, like, that was good enough. But I just, like, the bond between them is so unique to, like, their situation. And obviously she's withholding a lot of really important information from him, which is unfortunate. Like, I try not to think about the fact that she knows Mason is dead. Mm -hmm. But she was really there for him. She went above and beyond. She put her own life on the line just so he wouldn't be alone. And he seemed to really need it and appreciate it. And I felt so sad for him. Me too. That's a really good choice, Claire. And honestly, Caroline and anybody but Matt is always top of my list. Except oh my maybe God. Jeremy. I almost hope that Caroline and Tyler do get together just so I could see Matt's face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Quite a week mm-hmm. on the Vampire Diaries and in the world. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us, as always. Yes, and we're very excited uh, about Mystic Follows this week because we have a brand new review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but a lovely person who I'm assuming is female uh, by the name Jess ATL Girl (laughs) has left us a review and also has some inside info because the show was filmed in her hometown. So get it, Jess. You are an ATL girl, and thank you for listening. I hope that you have some inside scoop on the actors from your brother who was an extra on the show. We love it. We love that insider um, detail. We want the scoop. Is Ian Somerhalder hot IRL, or is he weirdly short, as I suspect he might be? (laughs) (laughs) Does Nina Dobrev have the most beautiful hair, or is it just TV magic? Wow. I want to know. Hit us up on Twitter at the VD Diaries. Tell us on Instagram. We're there. The underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore podcast. Yes. We never update Tumblr anymore, but it's up there. And maybe if people started following us, I'd actually do stuff on it. (laughs) The kids like Tumblr, right? I think they do. I don't know. I, I have it on good authority that the youths like to tumble things. That's what I hear, but... They like to tumble dry low. <laughs> my most my most youthful youth is now 22 or 23. 22. Wow. So they're becoming a non-youth. Oh, no. I know. How will we jam with the kids with a Z? Love you, Allie. <laughs> Come on the show. Yes, please. All right. Uh, we have other social media, Facebook... Find us on SoundCloud. Leave us a review on iTunes because we're we just got a new one, but we're already hungry for more. We are. And have a good week out there. Don't antagonize any werewolves. If you have a friend going through a hard time, don't get yourself killed when you're hugging them. And stay warm. It's a cold one out there. Mozzarella.